0: Hello and welcome to Multilingual Love, a podcast about multilingual couples hosted by me, Flo Deschlichting. This week for the final episode of Multilingual Love, I'm talking to Serena and Leo, who will be chatting about their different Spanishes, multilingual experiences when growing up and gender neutral pronouns.
1: I am Leo. I speak English and Spanish and a vague hint and sense of
2: French. And I'm Serena and I speak Spanish, Catalan, French and English.
1: I think it's funny because we both have a different opinion about what languages we speak together. I I don't think we speak that much Spanish. I think it's more it's like Spanish
2: tethers conversations together in a way that English doesn't allow for. Maybe I'd say like we speak 60% English, 40% Spanish, but also because we're in London. Also, I have like stammering tendencies. So like in English, for instance, I stammer less. I think it's either because it's not my native tongue. So maybe I don't speak as much, you know, like I breathe more and I think more about my words in English than in Spanish or French. I feel that in English, I get to speak better about my emotions than in French or Spanish. I feel like in English, you have more time to breathe and, and think out loud. Having friendships that are in London... And getting to become more like emotionally intelligent through friends as well and like through conversations. And then you pick up on the language that you use in those moments. There's a lot of words that I know to express like my emotional intelligence because also like the relationships that are formed here. But at the same time, I don't know if it's so much because of the language that's provided or because the culture uses the language like this, you know? In terms of my Spanish, it's pretty medieval.
1: Like My Spanish is that of a Venezuelan 20-year-old from the 60s. Like I might I don't but because I've surrounded myself with more Spanish people now, my mum is Venezuelan, so I have a so there's a different vernacular there. Do you speak Spanish with her? With your mum. With your mum, sorry. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not about your mum, I know, but I'm really interested.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we grew up only speaking
0: Spanish at home. It was it was just my mum and my sister. It's less of a, of a social language now, you mean?
1: Yeah, and also all the Venezuelans left London because they couldn't afford it, so it was harder to keep up. But it was a very trying challenge at the age of 12, 13, when none of the other kids at school were really speaking another language. I don't know, they make fun of you for speaking another language, so it's really easy to go home and be like, I don't want to do this. And for your parents to give up, and she would just say, like, I don't understand you, I don't understand you, when I was speaking English, and that was the only way that she could do it. And now I have friends who are learning Portuguese because their Brazilian mothers gave up, and now they're like going to Portugal to try and make amends. So it's really, I'm really happy that she tried to cement that. Yeah,
0: it's it's really good because I've, I know a lot of, parents who have actually, in order to integrate their children and for them to avoid having these experiences, actually just going away from their native tongue, just be like you learn English so that you are not associated with that culture and that you don't suffer from potential racism and bullying. Yeah. I had that
2: as well. Like I'm not, not specifically what you just said, but I had this feeling as well. Like when I was, In France, my mom spoke to me in Spanish and I remember like never answering to her in Spanish in the street or like when she came to pick me up from school because I really did not want to. I mean, I don't remember that actually. I really don't recall that. Yeah. And apparently like I also had my nanny was from Colombia, Monica, and she spoke to me in Spanish as well. And I really like rejected that so much. And I I think I was pretty mean to her because I just did not want someone to pick me up from school and speak to me in Spanish in front of everyone so i would just answer in french or like not answer because i hated that idea of like having so weird. a yeah. different identity i guess you know yeah. but now i think that that's changed quite a lot and i feel like people are a lot prouder yeah 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 like and it's such a actually like it's such a funny feeling and i just had this before coming here i was speaking spanish and then someone else said like oh how like how come you speak spanish and I said, oh, i'm spanish and then someone else said oh but she's also French." And she speaks French, and then he was uh, like, "Oh my God! Like the, this is like an amazing combo." And I I get this a lot, like of, "Oh my God! Like you speak like two amazing." I mean, I don't know. It's such a weird feeling because surrounding yourself in circles that are like hyper aware of decolonizing language, and suddenly you're like speaking. French and Spanish and they were like, oh my God, you you know, you're French and Spanish, like amazing. like, what? I don't want to say like, oh my God, I'm ashamed of speaking French and Spanish. No, like it's an amazing, you know, thing to speak languages in general. And, you know, it's just like a beautiful thing. But to have a reaction as if French and Spanish particularly are the best languages in the world, I don't know. Yeah, what isn't a good combo then? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah.
1: I think British people are just tripped up by the idea of someone speaking more than two languages and that's how Mm -hmm. it goes.
0: What about you, Matt? I think
2: Spanish. See, sí, we do speak yeah. Spanish. Yeah, because I guess you can be playful with words in Spanish. I don't know, like also having both like different Spanishes. Like mine is from Spain, and Leo's is from Venezuela. And then you know, like there's words that maybe I say that for Leo, are like are quite, like are quite funny. Like for example, in Spanish in Spain, you have you say os vais a este sitio, and for Leo that's super funny because they don't say that; they say ustedes. So suddenly, like you hear like a language that's super familiar to you, but you hear at the same time a different way of making a sentence that you've never heard and i guess that there like you become more playful because you're also teasing each other because you share that language but you have that difference of like accents or and i don't know if that plays within us having more like sense of humor or like sharing more silly moments in spanish i don't know because it's true yeah like if i think of like silly moments it's a lot in spanish yeah. translating one sense of humor into spanish
1: or like playing with senses of humor in different languages is also An interesting thing, like with my British friends, it's like very satirical and deadpan. And I don't know how well that translates to Spanish, but I think playing with different senses, either it works or it absolutely doesn't work. At least with my French friends, I have some who all of my French friends laugh with them and, and, and at them so much. And the minute that they speak
2: English, they're like... Super dry.
0: Find <laughs> it of such an incompatible humor, French and English. I don't know what you think about that.
2: I think French humor is incom- incompatible
0: with a lot of humor. That's true. And is that not the same with Spanish and English? Then
2: mm. I think it's just very difficult as well to like to see like what is French humor and what is English humor and yeah. what is Spanish humor because like they really mix up. I don't know if I'm also repeating something out of the cliche that I know. Yeah, and but like, you—that's oh, what you French know. Streamer, so that's fine. You laugh yeah. at the other English humor. You laugh at yourself. In Spanish humor, you laugh at something together. I mean, if you combine the three of those, they're amazing because you're like able to laugh at yourself, laugh at someone else, and laugh together at something else. You know?
1: <laughs> you're saying that you need to speak three languages to be able to have a full, well-rounded sense of humor. Basically, yeah. <laughs> great combo. <Yeah>. Great combo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, but I don't know, because I was speaking about this before with, with a friend, and she's Serbian, and she was talking about it as well, like, when she has friends over, and they're always like, oh, you know, like, your family, like, sounds, you know, like, really harsh or something like that. And I was like, no, no, that's how we speak between each other. And it's actually really nice. We're just very blunt, but in an amazing way. And I also really like that. And I feel that here, being blunt is not like so welcome here like it's it's rude it's something that like it's like a end point of the conversation that that's just rude and that's it, but it can be rude, but it can also be like quite funny and it's there's you know there's still space for being rude sometimes. What is German <laughs> you you laugh at nothing <laughs> <laughs> You laugh at (laughs) laughter. No, but actually I'm curious, what is
0: German? It's just, for me, always when I think about German, it's just a bit like English, but too much, you know? What the English wouldn't say. Just going a bit too far. It's It's quite brutal. Quite brutal, exactly. In my head, I have, yeah. Do you think it helps to be able to have two languages at your disposition rather than one?
2: I mean, like also regarding family, you know? Like being able to be with your family and your partner And or friends, you know, like different relationships that you have. I mean, already like it enriches the relationship in many ways. You lived in Spain, but I've lived in England my whole life. So I'm still trying to make an active
1: effort to remind myself that I speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I can't finish a sentence and words just start to flitter out my mind. And if I were to say, let's speak Spanish today, I think I would actually be quite embarrassed about the level of what like some words that are missing from my vocabulary, which is what I wanted to say earlier is that you miss out on speaking Spanglish with my mom as well. When you grow up, you just always fill the gap with a word that you don't know in Spanish with English. And then you end up never learning that word because everybody you know speaks Spanish and English. So you never have to make that that readjustment. We are planning to go to Athens, hopefully in January. And I roll over in the morning. And I'm like, oh, Brexit is still here. And with the pandemic and everything, it's really it was washed over and... Lots of people I talk to now have just completely have like a mind fart around the idea that Brexit has occurred and that we can't just live anywhere we want. And I've been thinking about moving to France because if you do an MA there, all the listeners who are trying to trick their way into the EU, um, if you do an MA out there, you can get a French citizenship and it means that you can, yeah, go anywhere in the Schengen area. So you have to subject yourself to two years of French humour. But... At the Good end lag. of that, <laughs> you come out a lot stronger. Two ego deaths later, <laughs> you can you can You've live sold somewhere. all your values <laughs> yeah. to the
2: French. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You come out with an APC handbag and absolutely like, no, no self-love. But anyway, so when I, w- when I wake up like that, and I'm like, fuck, I need to learn French. And then I immediately, I'm like, why aren't you speaking more French to me? And I just, she has no idea that I've been going through this whole like loaded experience on, on my ones for the past hour that I'm frustrated that I don't speak French. And I think it is just an internal thing. Also being in a relationship, you're allowed to push certain buttons that you're not allowed to push with other people. So it's really easy to take that frustration out on the person that you're with. And when it comes to language, especially if your partner speaks three languages, it can be quite easy
2: um, to go there.
0: Do you think that you bond over the fact that you speak not only one language.
2: For me, the process of being here as well, like as someone that's not from here and like always relating through also like a lot of differences or like a a reaction, you know, like, oh, I'm not like this. Suddenly, like you remember that someone is British because they did something, you're like, oh, of course, like this whole culture that I really don't have as a as something that I relate to. So like, it's like something that really like makes me like feel really close to you because we share a mother tongue. And for both of us, it's like very, something very safe, you know, speaking Spanish.
1: In terms of identity, I think Serena has come here and i think it's more of a push and tug between i mean i don't want to speak for you but a push and tug between feeling really identified with living in britain and being super understanding of british humor and like the british way of being and ways that we can be blunt and rude or whatever but it's also you have a level of distance from that and me growing up here and kind of desiring more of my venezuelan side and it's not in terms of being like fetishistic or anything like that it's just for example my mum will introduce us and be like these are my London girls and I'll be like I'm the Venezuelan girl like I think it's just where you plant yourself and where you position yourself changes this podcast at the end of the day I guess it's also very much about migration and about people fitting in and adapting and I feel my mum, for example, is super anglified. Like I don't feel like she identifies very much with having a Venezuelan friends anymore, and she, it's she's been here 25 years now, and there's something lost as well in adapting to language. Also, means adapting your personality to a certain way of being, and I think, as you said, being in a bilingual relationship, like there is a safe space there because you can, even if you catch yourself up, you don't really get lost in translation, basically, and I think being in a relationship with someone who speaks primarily another language. We don't have that opportunity to say that this fight went down because of it was lost in translation.
0: I know that in English you both identify best with the pronouns they and she, so I was wondering how that worked for you in Spanish.
1: Obviously it's a lot harder in Spanish, because in Spanish everything is gendered. The table is gendered, the chairs are gendered, so it's really hard to unpack that.
2: Yeah, because in my house, my household, like, I got used to use more like gender neutral pronouns in Spanish, but again, it's something that comes and goes, and and I think it's like something that we're like constantly practicing anyway. And the fact that Spanish is ge- more gendered, if I have friends around me that speak a lot like in gender neutral in Spanish, it's actually as as easy and as in English, you know. Um, it just I'm more used of hearing they, them in English than in Spanish. So how
0: do you translate it in Spanish then?
2: So in Spanish, instead of saying ella or el, uh, it's ella. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's like actually like a lot of variations. Oh. That's the one that I use or that I've been hearing. But for them in French, it's impossible. I mean, impossible. No, it's not impossible, but it's really, really difficult. Like Language is really not made to speak in general neutral terms. When I'm speaking in French... I speak about people that identify as like non-binary, gender-neutral. I don't know how to, so I go to English. Is this person, you know? But between us, in Spanish, I feel that for you, you are less self-aware because you don't speak Spanish as often, you know, that you use gender neutrals in a way that's like very casual in Spanish. I'm saying, and then for me in Spanish, I'm so used to language in a more conventional way because that's how that's how I was brought up that that to speak in a gender neutral way in Spanish it's more of an effort because you have so much to change, yeah, yeah,
1: I feel the opposite but I think it's just it's just a thing that people adapt to over time, and to be honest, my housemate Charlie, who's like he's a rapper, he uses gender neutral pronouns for everybody, and I've actually learned from it from them like to be uh to to speak differently, and that's mm-hmm. that's been a total universal change yeah. and a very strange point of departure for that new way of interacting mm-hmm. with
0: language which i'm super grateful for and mm-hmm. um, really proud of do you think because you still have both she and they do you just out of comfort in spanish maybe just be like oh i'm just she more in spanish than i would be they in english personally yes
1: yeah 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 for sure but i'm also it's also in english i'm i say she out of comfort for other people in terms of, so you know, it's up to me. People could say he. People could say they. Because because they, any like I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not super closed off about any of those. I don't feel super identified by they either. I don't feel super identified by she or he. I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Walk quite quite fluidly into any of these. <laughs> any of these but anyway yeah i think it is good to practice because it is an adaptation no matter what you say isn't that it, you are changing the way that you run through very common language it does take a certain level of exercising your brain to adapt yourself and having a partner to do so with is really helpful
2: i have exactly the same actually like, since living with charlie and hearing someone that's so not the person that I would think would use they, them. I mean, and I, and I say this like in the most loving way, you know, like just someone that's constantly surprising you because they really don't, it's not that they try hard for the looks, it's more like they really believe that and so they don't really need to show it. And I guess that's how it's It has been really nice because also it's been like a way of understanding using they, them as something really kind and loving, I'm not using they, them here to make a point for anyone. I'm just using they, them because I think it's quite kind, you know, and, and it's kind of like a nice way to refer to anyone. So you just hear someone and you don't put on the baggage. So I guess that in English in that sense it's like easier for that. Also like we're not in Spain, so I don't know like what the conversation is right now. Like among people, you know like if I was living in Spain this whole time and like speaking in Spanish or like that our relationship would be in Spain. I'm sure that that is also super inclusive in many ways. I've seen this more like in my friends of mine that are Latino American and on Twitter threads from people that speak Spanish from countries in like Latin America that use gender neutral ways but like uh, of speaking, like, el cuerpo, which is the body, and it's a masculine word, and they say la cuerpa, and people will be like, no, that's not like, how you say it, because like, you know that's a word, that's you know, like, that's, the body is not a word that you can change, but that, you know, like, they get really playful around that, and, uh, yeah, and say la cuerpa, or la corazona, or things like that, and I think it's really nice to be playful with that, and to not take it so seriously either, so, if you have that in any language, I mean, that's what's important.
0: Thank you so much for coming and being on here. It's been so great. Yeah? Yeah, Thank for you. Sure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Multilingual Love. Make sure to subscribe as we'll be releasing new episodes every week. To find out more or get in touch, please look us up at Multilingual Love Podcast. This show was hosted and produced by me, Flo de Schlichting.
1: It was co-produced and edited by me, Willem Olensky.
0: With music by Will Bloomfield and Willem Olensky. Special thanks to Joe Lunas and Piers Olensky. See you next time.